Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Red Valley is intended for mature audiences and contains scenes some listeners may find distressing. Please go to redvalleypod.com for full content warnings on every episode. Do you want to continue? Clive? Pam, how's it going? Clive, you can't keep doing this. Doing what? I'd like to know you're okay. No, you don't. Clive, it's stressing me out, and in any case... Pam, look, I'm in a taxi. I'm on my way to meet Fran Jones right now. She summoned me. She summoned you? Yeah, to a tapas restaurant. Pam, I want to make my pitch. I need something concrete from you and your guys. Listen to me. You need to be careful. What? Why? Clive. Hang on. Stay on the line. Harvey. Clive. Hi. How's it going, Harvey? Have you got a minute? Always got time for my man at the Times. (laughs) Listen, I've got this story I've been asked to follow up on. We've had some striking material sent to us regarding some astonishing work going on at Amos Tech in China. Right. It's in a pretty strange field of research. Cryonic preservation. Cryonic preservation? The freezing of human bodies in the hopes of one day resurrecting them. Okay. So why would I know anything about that? Well, the intel that's been leaked depicts some extremely concerning treatment of human test subjects at Amos. Yeah, I don't see what this has to do with me, Harvey. You want to quote about how shoddy we think Amos Tech are, you can go to the spokespeople. I can give you their number. Well, the thing is, the source for the intel links this research to studies carried out by Overhead Industries. Harvey, what is this? I'm just looking for a little clarification. I don't know the first thing about cryogenics or... Cryonics. 
There's the record of a patent for a liquid nitrogen storage pod called cadavers that your department acquired a few years ago. And the domain name doyouwanttocontinue.com, with a K, by the way, mm-hmm. which your department bought in 2019. You're barking up the wrong tree here, mate. What can you tell me about Dr. Bryony Halbeck? Fucking hell, Harvey. We're supposed to be friends. I introduce you to your mistress. Clive, it's just a story, man. I'm doing my job. It's just here, mate. You said Shaftesbury Avenue. Yeah, here is fine. So, you're not denying overheads have been working on human cryonic preservation. Yeah, keep the trains. Under the project name, you know the paywall bit of your website where the text of your articles fades into nothingness? That is going to be the literal reality of your career, Harvey. You're going to disappear like that photo of Marty McFucking Fly. Write your garbage think piece about Cryotech. I'm sure it will cook up a storm on reddit.com forward slash nobody gives a shit. Say hello to your mistress for me. Charlotte and I are getting married, actually. <laughs> oh boy! Or oh, won't you ask Charlotte how me and her met in the first place, you plum? What's that supposed to be? Clive, I'm at work. Was that what I had to be careful about? Was what? I just had a call from that gobshite at the Times poking around some leak at Amos Tech. Did he call you? Yes, he did, but he left a voicemail. I didn't speak to him. <sighs> Clive, please, God, tell me you didn't tell him anything. Why the hell would I do that? OK, look, you leave rubbish like that to me. You concentrate on being the best bloody cryotech genius you can be. You talk like we're a team. We're not a team. I have my own team now. I'm finally back to doing something I love. Yeah, you're building diamond-powered batteries that could let a cryopod run completely independently for a thousand years. The research has a few more applications than a bloody cryopod club. Do you realise how cool that sounds, though? Let me use it in my pitch. Help me help you. I could get you some funding. We'll get you out of that little lab in Bristol. I like my little lab. Clive, I don't want you bringing up me or my work. Oh, there she is. She looks terrible in blue. What? Francesca Jones. Sat there like she owns the place, drinking her fizzy fucking water. Where are you? I can see her through the window. Where's Malcolm? I can't see him. You're watching her through the window of the restaurant? He's meant to be here. I need him to... Oh, she's seen me. Clive? I'm waving. Do you realise how much this sounds like an Alan Partridge bit? I'm not Alan Partridge. I'm Jerry Maguire. Don't bring my name up. Don't even think about it. Hello, sir. Uh, do you have a booking? Yep. I'm right over there, with the electric blue power suit and the boring drinks choices. Actually, could you bring over an old-fashioned? Uh, of course. Francesca, how are you? Clive, I'm fine. How are you? Um, you found us all right? Us? Is, um, is Malcolm here, then? Malcolm couldn't be here. Oh, why not? I'm afraid my father has been unwell, as I'm sure you've heard. He's asked me to help out for a while. Rebecca Landry, how do you do? Oh, uh, lovely to meet you. Have we... have we not met before? I don't think so, no. I haven't been involved with the company until now. Oh, right. Okay. But you're, um, you're up to speed with everything. Absolutely. Clive, now Rebecca's here, we really should get started. Are you sure we haven't met before? Quite sure. Clive, we've asked you here on a matter of some urgency. Bloody hell. She's the voice of Blue Sky. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Malcolm got his own daughter to be the voice of the overhead virtual assistant. I did not know that. 
Now you do. That must be so weird for you. It's... Uh, oh, you're going to... Oh, OK. <laughs> hey, Blue Sky, what's the time? The time in London is 3.27pm. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not annoying at all when people do that. It's like meeting a celebrity. Clive, Amos Tech have a functioning hypersleep prototype and it's going to be on the Chinese market before the end of the year. Oh. You're old-fashioned, sir. How are they pushing it? It's over, Clive. Amos got there first. How are they pushing it? Why does that matter? Just because they got there first doesn't mean they got there right. Overhead slogan is literally the future first. It's printed on your business card. <laughs> They're using it in the penal system. Oh, well, th- there you go. I mean, I've been saying this all along. It's not a utility or a punishment. It's a lifestyle choice. Clive, You use I... it on convicts and you've made it dirty tech. The big money will go nowhere near it. You don't want to read that Billy Bugnuts, who murdered his wife with a meat tenderizer, is getting ten years in hypersleep. You want to see it on a Kardashian's Instagram. You want to see it on a SpaceX rocket going to Saturn. That's not actually what we're here to discuss. You've got to let me talk to you about the Aloha Eternity. The what? Rebecca, don't get him started. (laughs) The Aloha Eternity, it's a patent I secured a year ago. A cruise ship for cryonics. First developed by Sebastian Bedford, philanthropist, big thinker, terrible public speaker. The rich and the dying spend the end of their days seeing the world on a top-of-the-range cruise liner, right? Ticking all their bucket lists in the most beautiful locations in the world, with a team on hand to freeze them the moment they shuffle off their mortal coil. Safe in the knowledge that with Continue, Overhead have taken the pioneering step in cryonic preservation technology... Except we haven't. Amos Tech have. They don't even realise what they've got. Clive. Just let me show you my presentation. Clive. I don't appreciate having to raise my voice in public. Well, then why are we meeting in a fucking tapas restaurant? I don't even have a menu. <laughs> Mr Schild, we asked to meet because we want to talk to you about something that's been brought to our attention. Mm-hmm. If you could look at the file. Mm-hmm. This is... This is inside Amos? Yes. What am I looking at? Someone took these pictures inside the cryo-development lab at Amos. Who? We don't know who took them, but we know who sent them because she attached and signed a covering letter. She? Aubrey Wood. Bloody hell. She's stepping up her game, isn't she? I take it we're no closer to finding her. In her letter, she states that the men and women in these pictures are undergoing some kind of neurological treatment that rapidly enlarges the subject's amygdala while shrinking the hippocampus at the same rate. She can see a lot more than I can. This creates a neurological state that appears to tolerate the cryonic preservative infusion that allows for successful resuscitation from prolonged hypersleep. Well, hooray for Amos Tech. And this neurological state is an artificial recreation of what would commonly be recognised as PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder. I know what PTSD is. It's been given to otherwise fit and healthy individuals, probably against their will. It's a human rights atrocity. Does that ring any bells, Clive? Are you sure you guys wouldn't rather discuss this back at your office? Because it reminds me very much of the last conversation I had with Bryony Halbeck. Do you remember it? Do I remember the day Bryony shot my kneecaps off? Hmm, let me think. I think that it's safe to assume that Bryony Halbeck is behind the research at Amos. One should never assume, Fran. Mr Schill, I'm not sure you fully appreciate the gravity of the situation in which you find yourself. The scope of your failure is wider than you think. Oh, right. Do elaborate. 
after the destruction of the cryonics lab at Red Valley, in which valuable assets in your care were stolen or destroyed, such as my kneecaps, you assured Francesca and my father that you could locate Bryony Halbeck within two weeks. I was in a hospital bed when I said that, following surgery. Do I have to say the word kneecaps again? That was two years ago. You still haven't found her. I'm, I'm Clive Shill, by the way. I work in research and development. You seem to have me confused with the Mandalorian. During this period, it would appear that Dr Halbeck has perfected her research into human cryonic preservation by taking it to our biggest competitor. I feel like you're building up to a third thing. Now, that research has been leaked and shared by an ex-overhead employee who seems hell-bent on stopping the development of human cryotech in any form. This file hasn't just gone to us. We have reason to believe it's reached the press. I got a phone call from a newspaper about this just before I walked in here. That's a strange coincidence. I'm not quite sure what you're implying, Mr Shill. I don't see Bryony Halbeck in any of these pictures. Do you? Actually, is there any hard evidence she's at Amos? Or that she's even alive, for that matter? They've done exactly what she asked us to do two years ago, Clive. Yeah, yeah, what she asked you to do in the function room of a pub before going on an attempted killing spree. Now, forgive me if I don't take the words of a homicidal maniac that seriously. And sorry, but I'm struggling to see how Aubrey Wood leaking human rights abuses from our biggest rival is actually a bad thing. Now, if you'd like me to take responsibility for the PR shit show that's about to head Amos's way, I'm happy to do it. Clive. You think I don't know what this is? I see an overhead board of directors that's lost its fucking nerve. Why do you think Amos, Jinx, Chapter, every new tech on the block, why do you think they're beating us? And they are beating us, aren't they? So Amos got there first in cryo. It's not what any of us wanted, but your first reaction is to take everything we've done, everything we've achieved, tie it to a brick with my name on it and throw it in the sea. Because you're scared of a little poking from a nobody at the times and a nuisance ex-employee with a grudge. Does Malcolm even know you're meeting with me today? As I've said, my father is unwell. Your father would look at this file and laugh until he broke a tooth. His mind would open like a motherfucking flower to the possibilities it presented. He wouldn't shrink in fear and doubt. Well, you've made a jolly spectacle of yourself as usual, Clive. So I suppose we're done here. You suppose correctly. You want to walk away from continue? Fine. But if you think you can leave all the trouble at my feet, you'll find I dotted my I's and crossed my T's with some pretty wild fucking penmanship. Enjoy your £30 calamari rings or whatever the fuck. It was a pleasure to meet you, Mr Shell. You too, Rebecca. I look forward to being served by you in five years at the overhead all-night pharmacy, or whatever's left of this company when you're finished with it. That's your future. But hey, at least you'll have got there first. Some Jerry Maguire shit right there. Red Valley was written by Jonathan Williams, directed by Alan Mandel, and recorded at Orpheus Studio London. All music, editing, and sound design by Richard Orpheus Campbell, with Carol Pestridge as assistant director. Additional dialogue recorded by John Parkhouse and original podcast artwork by Claire Hoops. Performances by Alexander Broad as Clive Schill, Rachel Fowler as Pamela Jennings, Carol Pestridge as Francesca Jones, Natalie Day as Rebecca Landry, Alastair Stewart as Harvey, Phoebe Tiano as Front of House, Kit Lesner as The Cabbie, and Natalie Day as Blue Sky. Thanks, as always, to the overhead board of directors, Jack Reese, Marguerite Kenner, Dev Patel, Paul James, and Hayley Daniel. Thanks so much for listening.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It happened in the quiet town of Podunk, an ages-old family mystery. What happened with great-grandpa? Why won't you talk about it? Because there's nothing to say, Ninten. Begets an unprecedented paranormal event. Oh, brother! Poltergeists. My lamp attacked me. It was hovering in the air. It unplugged itself and came at me. Mind control. Why is that crow smoking a cigarette? Okay, we're playing inside today. Zombies. I could have gotten out of here on my own. You were hiding in a coffin. It was a good disguise. Extraterrestrials. You've seen them too? I've been observing them for days. <laughs> I beat up aliens with my baseball bat. Children with psychokinetic powers. I let that little light of mine shine, Mama. And it melted the darkness away. And that's just the beginning. Introducing Mother, She Wrote, a travelogue diary through the biggest cult phenomena in video game history, the Mother series, as it's called in Japan, and Earthbound, as it's called everywhere else. Each episode, we recount the story through immersive audio drama as it's lived by the characters, unpacking the surreal adventures, tear-jerking moments, and what it all means. If you're new to the series, we'll take you beyond the controller and into the story. And if you're a longtime fan, relive these tales like never before and learn fascinating new facts about your favorite games. Find Mother She Wrote on your favorite podcast player and at MotherSheWrote.Earth. <laughs>